It was a total mystery. A delivery person showing up at the door of the New Jersey home with a box. Then another delivery person showing up with another box. Then another and another. Where was all this furniture coming from? Blame it on the 22-month-old. We know where this is going in Monmouth, New Jersey. A woman had looked at furniture for her home online, never ordered. Then it started showing up. The flower stand, household items, an armchair after armchair. The woman checked. Her husband didn't do it. Neither of her two older children did it. That only left the 22-month-old baby who had been watching her mother window shop on her phone. Later and all alone, the baby grabbed the phone and started hitting the buttons. Be careful of what your children see is the lesson to be learned. Second lesson, it's never too young to introduce even young children to Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And this is a series called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. How do we know Jesus really loves us? The Bible says he showed his love for us in this way. He died for us even when we were sinners. Even when we were rebelling against him, even when we were bringing pain upon ourselves, he loved us all the way to the cross. And today, in these next few minutes, we're going to remember how Jesus entered this sinful world. He entered into our pain and even wept with us, seeing this broken world. But he knew that he would have the final say by rising again from the dead. In a moment, we'll look at the story of Lazarus, and we'll see what it has to say to us today. A story of pain, weeping, resurrection, and joy. That's something we all need to hear regarding Christ's deep, deep love for us. And that's the message you'll find in my friend Dane Ortland's new book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. One vital, central, key way that we grow as believers is by waking up every morning and with our coffee and a Bible, remembering that we are totally not guilty. We are innocent. We are righteous because Christ paid the penalty on our behalf. And we are now robed in his own white robes of righteousness. And no matter how I sin today, it cannot affect or stain that righteousness that I am robed in. And as I am aware of that and wondering at that and surprised at that, actually, That's one of the key things that fosters growth and transformation from the inside out. Pastor Dane Ortland, helping us better understand this deep love of Christ for his people. After the program, I'd like to send you a copy of Dane Ortland's new book or the audio book that he reads called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. He wrote the book as a follow-up to his bestseller from last year called Gentle and Lowly to help you and me better understand how we can have a deeper and closer walk with Jesus. You can call us after the program at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website, read a sample chapter from the book, or listen to a few minutes of Dane reading from his new book. And a quick note, this audiobook is on CD, and you can only get this format through Haven Ministries. So visit us on our website, make your much-needed gift to the ministry at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And one more thing as we get started. I'd like to ask you 
to spend a moment and pray about becoming a Haven partner. That's somebody who prays regularly and gives automatically monthly to support the ministry. When you call us or when you go online, you can find out more about becoming a Haven partner. And now let's open with passion and remember. My heart hangs on every word that you speak. I need you, Lord, come find me. Holy Spirit, breathe. I've been walking through deserts. I need more of your presence. I'm weak. Savior, be my strength.
listening to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. The program is called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. And that was passion, opening this program with Remember. I don't think we think hard enough about pain. The word itself might make you remember hard times or tragic events, but we've been trained to suppress pain, haven't we? In the military, every soldier needs to go through boot camp, weeks of brutal physical training, along with psychological and emotional turmoil, all designed to prepare a soldier for the stress and the demands of war. A common phrase in those boot camps is one you're likely familiar with. Pain is weakness leaving the body. They're trained to not give in to the pain, but to overcome pain. To see pain as just another obstacle to becoming a strong and capable soldier. But it's not just the military that teaches us to look past pain. Those of us who are Christians know that pain is something we're usually taught to look past also. When someone experiences a death in their family, or suffers an injury, or some other tragedy, Romans 8.28 is one of the first verses we hear or turn to, isn't it? God works all things together for good. Why are you crying? The expectation is that even though whatever happened does hurt, it shouldn't hurt for too long. We all expect to recover quickly, to get over it, to get back to joy and happiness in our lives. Crying and especially long periods of painful sadness makes you further from the Lord. So we suppress the pain, even if it still hurts. We force a smile and we play along because pain is something to be forgotten, something to be overcome or left behind. Well, all I have to say is that living life like this is downright exhausting. And I'm sure you can relate. Constantly forcing yourself to appear happy, joyful in the Lord because sharing pain and walking through long seasons of pain are just unacceptable for many of us. At least that is what we've learned. And when we do become exhausted, what happens? We burn out. Sometimes we leave the church. Sometimes we explode. And once we've finally gotten it all out, we begin the cycle all over again. And in the midst of all this pain and suppression of pain and getting over the pain, we forget something, something important, Jesus. What does Jesus have to say about our pain? We can't get so caught up in our own circumstances that we forget the Lord. And on the other side, we need to know that the Lord doesn't get uncomfortable with our pain. Our tears don't bother him. He isn't expecting us to just get over it. Instead, he enters into our pain with us. And it's in our pain that we can find the Lord. And I can't think of a better story from Scripture than the story found in John 11. It has to do with pain, loss, death, tears. But amidst all of that, it has to do with Jesus and his love. Listen to part of the story. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister, Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus. Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. 
So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Now, Jesus, as we just heard, was good friends with Lazarus and his family. What we just read in John 11. Mary and Martha showed up in other gospel stories as well. Jesus spent a lot of time there in their home in Bethany. He loved them, and they loved him. So when Lazarus fell ill, they knew exactly who to call. Verse 5 telling us that Jesus loved this family, but verse 6 tells us that he stayed where he was for two more days. Why did he do that? Why would Jesus leave Lazarus in his sickness two more days? Why didn't he just drop everything and go? Or better yet, why didn't Jesus just heal Lazarus the moment he heard he was sick? He could have done that, of course. These questions show us something very clearly. Jesus' love does not mean he's going to give us an easy life. When we love him, and when we put our faith in him, it doesn't mean that he's going to get rid of all the obstacles we face every day. Lazarus was sick, deathly sick, but Jesus waited. And he loved Lazarus, but he waited. And it shows us something else. Jesus didn't leave Lazarus in pain just because he wanted Lazarus to suffer. In verse 4, Jesus said the sickness would not end in death. And if you're familiar with the whole story, you might think Jesus was playing games here. Because, as we'll see in a moment, Lazarus did die. But Jesus didn't mean that. He was talking about eternal death. Lazarus was in great pain. And Jesus was going to overcome that great pain of death through his resurrection. But the pain Lazarus was in was only temporary. And the pain we all suffer, if we're Christ followers, is temporary, even if it leads to the end of our physical life here on earth. Paul tells us that the pain we suffer now is like a momentary affliction, which just prepares us for the eternal weight of glory. Jesus knew that, and he was determined to demonstrate his power over death and pain in the life of his friend Lazarus. The story goes on. His disciples said, let us go back to Judea. John 11, verse 8, but Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews were trying to stone you, and yet you want to go back? And he went on to say to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples responded, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Well, Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then in verse 14, he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Well, the disciples are just like us, always having to play catch up with what the Lord is up to. Lazarus was dead, but Jesus was determined to overcome death with life, and pain is where we find him, entering into the pain of death and loss. And the same goes for you and me. He enters into our pain, and he wants to overcome our pain, not by banishing us or making us work harder to suppress it, but by overwhelming us with his new life that he can give. The pain might never go away. But in Christ, our pain finds its place in his love for us. He said, let us go to him. And that's what he says when he sees any of those who trust in him in pain. And when he showed up, pain is exactly what he found. On his arrival, 
Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Mary and Martha to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Jesus arrived, it was already a place of mourning. Martha and Mary both came to Jesus and said the same thing. If only you had been here, our brother would not have died. That's painful to say, and it's painful to hear. You can hear the grief in those words, and you can almost see the tears running down their cheeks. Their brother was dead. Jesus could have stopped it. Jesus himself wept when he came to Lazarus' tomb. The shortest verse in all the Bible is there in John 11. Jesus wept. Pain. It was painful to be there. But in Jesus' conversation with Martha, he said something that soon became reality. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. I hope you believe this today. And it's certainly a good question for us all. Do we really believe this? Jesus said he would overcome death. Do we really believe it? Have you given your life and faith to Jesus, the one who can raise the dead? The one who believes in Jesus, like Lazarus, even though he died physically, is never dead. You will live forever. And Jesus showed that in real time, when he actually cried out to Lazarus in that burial tomb. His love and his life overcame the death and the pain, not to erase it, but to give it its proper place. Jesus showed us the love of his authority and his power to save. Jesus is the resurrection. Do you believe this today? He enters our pain. He cries when we cry, but he knows that he gets the final say, not death, not our pain. And this is where we find his deep, deep love for us. There's a peace I've come to know. Though my heart and flesh may fail There's an anchor for my soul I can say it is well Jesus has overcome And the grave is overwhelmed Shadows disappear 
Chris Tomlin, originally from Texas, and I will rise here on Haven Today. It's from his album called Hello Love. Well, Jesus asked a simple question, but a question with profound consequences. Do you believe? I'm curious what your answer is to that question today. My assumption is most everybody listening to this program would say yes. But I know there are some today who at the beginning of our time together today would have said no. But maybe something has changed in the last few minutes. If you'd like to know more about Christ and knowing God better, come to our website. Read the Knowing God section there that's linked to our homepage. Or just call us and we can talk to you about what it is to become a friend of Jesus. And if you'd like to know the Lord Jesus more and see change in your life, then I can't recommend enough. 
Dane Ortland's new book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. It's his follow-up book to his best-selling Gentle and Lowly that came out last year. And he does a wonderful job helping you and helping me better understand how we can have a deeper and closer walk with our Lord and Savior. This is the message every Christian needs to hear right now, including me. So why don't you call us right now? And the number to call to get a copy of this book, Deeper, is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website at haventoday.org. You can read a sample chapter. You can listen to a little bit from the audiobook that's read by Dane. Or watch a short video where Dane talks more about our union with Christ. And you can only get the audiobook on CD from Haven Ministries. So visit us right now at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And just before we go... If this program is a blessing to you, if you're a regular listener, may I invite you to pray about becoming a monthly partner. Haven Partners are friends who agree to pray regularly and give automatically monthly to help us keep sharing Jesus with those who don't know him yet, and to also offer grace to those of us who already know Jesus and need more grace every day. When you call us or when you go online, you can find out more about becoming a Haven Partner. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again on Thursday, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. There's something every child longs for, and that is acceptance. Just to hear from mom or dad, I'm proud of you, I love you. It's validation, and it gives our life direction. Christ himself heard this from his father. When he was baptized, a voice from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, the Father's acceptance of Jesus spilled over onto us when we became Christians. The Holy Spirit descended and filled us. In Jesus, the Father tells us he's pleased, that he loves us. And this means, just like a child, the Father is proud of us. It brings freedom and hope, a direction for our life. We have life under his eternal smile. Why don't you read God's Word every day with Anchor Devotional? Go to GetAnchor.com. 